It's good to see you all. While traveling uh, down the road with his disciples, Jesus asked them, Who do the people say that I am? And they said, Some people say that you're John the Baptist or Elijah. And others think you're one of the prophets. And Jesus said, But who do you say that I am? And Simon Peter said, You're the Christ, the Son of the living God. This morning, uh, I want to ask you this question. And I want you to think about what your answer personally is to this question. Who is Jesus to you? I want you to think about that this morning. Who is Jesus to you personally? You know, uh, John 1 says that Jesus is the creator. He said the world, the whole world, everything, all things were made by him. He created everything. And Colossians 1 and 16 says that all things were made by him and for him. So everything was made by Jesus for Jesus. He is the reason everything exists. And that includes you. Jesus created you. And you exist because of him, for him. The only reason you exist is for Him. And so your purpose in life, your entire purpose is to serve Him. That's why you were created. That's why everything was created. To the wise men at His birth, Jesus was their King. For David prophesied that his kingdom would endure forever. His kingdom would consume all other kingdoms. Gabriel, the angel, said at his birth of his kingdom there would be no end. He is our king. And he is an all-powerful and just king. But he is also a gracious and merciful king. And praise God, he is so loving to us. A gracious king that we have. If you get frustrated by politics and the endless bickering of this government that we have and have always had, just remember that we have a king who's sitting on his throne and he's in control of all of it. And he will always be in control of everything. Our king reigns today. To those who would hear, Jesus was the teacher. Luke 6 and 40 says, A disciple is not above his teacher, but everyone who is perfectly trained will be like his teacher. If you want to be a doctor, you have to go to medical school and be trained by doctors. It's the same with every profession. You have to learn from the expert. And there is only one expert when it comes to God and that's Jesus 
the one that knows him, the one that has seen him, the one that knows everything about him. And so if we want to learn about God, we have to learn from him. We have to learn. If we want to know how to be a Christian, we have to learn from the master how to be like Christ. Are you still learning from Jesus? Is he your teacher today? To those who wanted to be healed, he was the healer. He caused the lame to walk. He caused the blind to see, the deaf to hear. Why did he do that? Why did Jesus do that? He, he certainly had compassion on people, that is true. But couldn't God have just made everyone well? Couldn't God have just cured the whole world of disease? Of course he could have. God could do that. Why didn't he do that? Why did Jesus go and heal people? Well, the reason was to show the work of God, to show God's work spiritually. He wanted, he wanted us to see that and understand that and hope that we would seek after his cure spiritually. That's why. In John chapter 9, it says that Jesus was with the disciples and they saw a man who was born blind. And they asked Jesus, why was this man born blind? Was it because of his sin or because of his parents' sin? And Jesus said, neither. But that the works of God should be revealed in him. You see, the world needs to know. We need to understand that without Jesus, we are sick and dying spiritually. We need him to cure us spiritually. We need to see that. We need to know that. They needed to see that and know that and understand that. And God was giving them that opportunity. He was teaching them that. And he teaches that us today. Sin is like a disease. And it will corrupt your heart. It will destroy your soul. It will rot it if you don't take care of it. And Jesus is the only one that can fix that. He's the only one that can heal that and remove that. And we need to understand that. And that's, that's why he is the great physician. And you don't need to make an appointment. You don't need insurance. You don't have to wait in line. You can just ask him. Confess your sins to him. Tell him. And he'll heal you. He said he'll take him away. And then do what he says to do. To live healthy spiritually. He is the great physician. And he is your physician. To many others, he was food. He was their food. He went about giving people lots of food. He, crowds followed him because he was feeding them. A lot of people. And food was scarce back then. And they all thought it was great. Until one day, Jesus said, Unless you eat the flesh of the Son of Man and drink his blood, you have no life in you. Whoever eats my flesh and drinks my blood has eternal life. And I will raise him up at the last day. For my flesh is food indeed, and my blood is drink indeed. And that's when the crowds left. 
he wasn't popular anymore. But his disciples didn't leave. They didn't understand everything he was saying, that's for sure, but they had faith in him. And by faith we know that Jesus is our food spiritually. And by faith we know that what he said was true. He will raise us up at the last day. He's going to do that. Because he said he would. And Jesus can't lie. To the church, Jesus is the bridegroom, the head of us all. And someday, he's coming back to take his bride home. What a wonderful day that will be. He is the light. He is our light in darkness. The true light that gives light, John said. It is so easy to stumble in the dark. And it's so easy for us to stumble and sin because of the the deceptiveness of sin. It is so easy to trip us up. But Jesus shines a light on sin. He shows it to us. So we can avoid it. Go around it. And not get hurt by it. And we should reflect that light. We need to reflect it so everyone can see. So people around us can see that light. Jesus is the true light. The rock. In Exodus 33... Moses wanted to see God. God told him he would die if he did. So God had him stand under a cleft of a rock so he could see part of his glory as he passed by. And Jesus is our rock that we hide behind when we approach God. He is the rock that we cling to in storms when life gets really rough. He is the foundation, the rock that we build our lives upon. Jesus is our rock. He is the vine and we are the branches. We get our strength from Him. We get our life from Him. He is the door the narrow way that we have to go through to get to heaven. He is the only way. The only way we can get to God. In Luke chapter 15, Jesus said, What man of you having a hundred sheep, if he loses one of them, does not leave the ninety-nine in the wilderness and go after the one which is lost until he finds it? And when he has found it, he lays it on his shoulders, rejoicing. Jesus is our shepherd. He's the one we follow home. He's the one who left 
everything just to come and find us. And Jesus is our friend. John 15 and 13 says, Greater love has no man than this, that he lays down his life for his friend. Jesus told his disciples that they were his friend. And that he had told them everything. Do you have a friend that you can tell everything to? Jesus said he held nothing back because they were his friends. Jesus said what he wanted was for his friends to love one another. Maybe you have a lot of friends. Maybe you just have one or two. Is Jesus your friend? When you think of your friends, does Jesus come to mind? You know, he clearly wanted, he wanted to be your friend. He wants to be considered your friend. You know, if you're ever feeling lonely, what a great opportunity that is to spend time with Jesus, your friend. And talk to him and meditate on his words. That you know. You know what he said. If you don't, you can read it. You can listen to him. And don't just talk to him when you have problems. When someone's sick or hurting or you've got, you need help. No one wants a friend like that, do they? Tell him about your day. Tell him about the good things in your life. Share your life with him. Treat him like a friend. Share your dreams, your hopes. He's your brother. Matthew 12 and 49. Jesus says, Jesus stretched out his hands towards his disciples. They were, they were together and, and they came to him and they told him that his mother and his brothers were waiting to see him. And that's what he said, here are my mother and my brothers. He said, Forever, For whoever does the will of my Father in heaven is my mother, my brother, and my sister. You know, if you think about that, the Almighty God, the Creator of the universe, says that we are his family, that he is our brother. What an awesome thought. 
1 John 3 and 1, Behold what manner of love the Father has given us, that we should be called children of God. It is an awesome honor. Because of Jesus, God adopted us. We are part of his family, and he considers himself our brother. And that, to me, is just an awesome, awesome thought. And to God the Father, he was his son. He was his only son. He was the one that was with God from the very beginning. And the one that God loved the most is the one that he gave up. Upon seeing Jesus, John said, Behold the Lamb of God who takes away the sins of the world. He is God's sacrifice, God's Lamb. When you were found guilty of sin and sentenced to death, Jesus is the one that stepped forward and took your place. He said, Condemn me instead of you. He exchanged his life for yours. He's your sacrifice. Because he loves you. And I want you to know, I could go on and on and on with this. I could talk about this all day long. And we could go through every single name everything that Jesus is. But what I want to do this morning is ask you, and I want you to answer this question honestly. Who is Jesus to you? Who is he to you? I'll tell you who he is to me. I know He is my Creator and my God. I know that. But He is the one that taught me what it's like to be a good person. He's the one that I keep going to when I make mistakes. Because stupid mistakes. When I make bad choices, He's the one that I keep going to to fix me he is my only king he is the shepherd that came and looked for me when I was lost he is my savior and he is He is the one that calls me brother, and I don't understand why. Because it would be enough for me just to be a servant. But he calls me his brother. And he has been a good friend to me. 
He is an awesome friend. Who is he to you today? He deserves so much more from us, from me. I just hope that my clumsy words today has glorified him just a little bit. That's all I have. If you all, any of you would like the prayers of the church, if you would have a spiritual need, please come forward now and sit on the front pew as we stand and sing.